And how was your weekend? Great. Entertaining. I was entertained. I'll say that much. Justin Bourne, Nick Kiprios, Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick, and Sammy McKee here to break it all down. What a weekend. I got chased out of Scotiabank Arena Saturday night during the Raptor game. Now, word is that the uh, Academy Awards have placed Chris Rock on long-term IR. Oh, not, not sure if they're going to use the extra cap space to go sign Ricky Gervais or not. <laughs> Massive cap implications, I imagine. Where do we do we even have time to talk about the Toronto uh, Leafs? No, we can't. You can't talk about hockey. I can't think about anything else except for Will Smith and Chris Rock. I say everyone's exhausted today because it happened at like 11 at night. So everyone stayed up for an hour to keep up on the memes. And now no one slept enough last night. Clearly nobody saw it because they were all watching the Leaf game. Was that, was that over by then or no? What was the timing on that? I I went to, I was at the Leafs game last night and uh, I, the first word I saw of a potential thing with Ben Ennis tweeted something. He said, I'm 99% sure that Chris Rock just got slapped by Will Smith. And I was like, what? And then all my group chats lit a blaze with the video that I sent and to yeah. you guys immediately. Yeah, thank you And for that. boy, oh boy, I don't know how many more times I've been that shocked in my life watching that video. I, truly stunning. Truly stunning. Are we going to do takes here? Oh, we go we, around the table? You, you have to. I you just cannot let it go. Well, what, well, what do you got? Do you want me to go first or you want to go? Well, other than the fact that we're 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 shocked, but uh, yeah, give me your thoughts on it. Well, I got I got a couple thoughts. I'll give you three in in bullet point form. One, you, you just can't hit anyone anymore. You can't. It sucks. <laughs> I wish you could, but you can't. Just we can't live in a society where okay. you can just pop someone. Are, are are we all on agreement there? Because there's a sense that there was a line crossed and. Uh, Mess with a bull, you get the horns. Oh, and that, see, that's the other factor here is I want to ignore my logical brain saying you can't hit someone because that's wonderful, right? You love the idea of some guy runs his mouth and he gets smacked, but you just can't hit people. You just, no, no. See, I'm always going to throw this back. The hockey. I'm well, bringing, I'll always bring it good, back to the hockey. It needs to be relevant for so, the show. So you are one of those that says uh, you just can't hit your stick over somebody's head in, in a game of hockey. You just can't do that. And it's like, <laughs> no, you, you can. can. And he did. But, so you're wrong. He did. But, like, then there's going to be, like, that's whether you call it assault or battery. You can't just hit people. No. He can, and he did. <laughs> okay. So Tell the Kyle Dubas, we can and we will. do it without repercussions. Like, well, he you, knows that. you can. You can do it, and there were no repercussions. Yet. The man got to sit there and wait for his speech. <laughs> Nobody said boo to him. I know. It was I'm wild. watching him win the Academy Award. I'm like, he should be in jail. <laughs> You should be getting this award right now in jail. <laughs> Holding, grabbing it through the bars. And First my, off, I'd like and to thank. Again, the, the whole hockey thing here is it's not what you can or can't do and who can say that you can or can't do. It's what you can do and get away with. Right. And where are the consequences? And there were none last night for him. Not immediately. Not immediately. Eat, 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 eat dinner. No, no, no. There's oh, nothing. Boys there's, a, there's, him a him. there's a video of him. There's a video at like, the bar after where, dancing with the Oscar. Where, where do you, 
you say that he can't do that. Watch his night last no, night. No, no, I know. But last night is not the rest of his life. I'm sure at Th- some point there's going to be some. Oh, you hope so because then you're, 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 your point doesn't have a leg to stand on. You're right. You're right. And I would love to be wrong about this. I would love to be to live in the world where if you sass another guy, I disagree with you. I just come across with a backhand on the show here. That's what he did. And he's like... I know he's got away with it so far. He got far. to go I, home. He got, went to the after party. Uh, okay. Denzel Washington's loving him. Listen, Every, there's, there's a, he it, got away with it. Celebrities are just completely unhinged. I, a, I just... Yeah. I here's It's the biggest night of his life he has been acting since however long yeah. i mean when the fresh prince started he's probably doing stuff before that he's been around forever he's been famous forever and he finally he gets to the top of the mountain he wins an academy award for an, an academy award he, an didn't, he didn't know he was gonna win it yeah he was a betting favorite like yeah. it was it was it was it was fate accompli that he was he, he was gonna win it and he Like, you are that mad about a joke that you go up there and you take away, like, that's... There's a lot of back history, though. Chris Rock and And Jada. He didn't didn't even write the joke. No, it wasn't about the joke, really. He did like the joke. He didn't. He laughed. He laughed until he saw his wife's reaction. And you know what she gave him, eh? (laughs) You just going to sit there and take it? (laughs) No, I'm not, honey. (laughs) Bump, 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 bump. Bang. I can't. That's exactly what happened. I, I can't believe that happened. The second thing is, like, Will Smith is seriously not right. No. Like, that's the sad part of it. Like, the man needs some help. He needs, he's not good. The other thing is that fame messes people up, and you run in some fame, famous circles. I don't, I can't think of, like, anyone who's been famous from, like, their teenage years that makes it to their old age without being nuts. I mean, maybe there's a nicer there's a way few. to say that, there's, but like, there has it's to be Britney, it's Michael Jackson, it's Will, it's uh, Kanye, it's I don't just, I don't know, man. I will say this, and I've had some uncomfortable position, uh, you know, spots I've been in uh, over 20 years of Sportsnet. Roger Millions. I mean, I <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Nothing remotely like that, right? But I give Chris Rock Full credit. He saved the show last night. Yeah. Absolutely saved it. Like, he could have had a reaction. He could have shut it down. He could have been knocked out. Imagine that one. You're peeling Chris Rock off the floor. Who's going to go near him? It, it did remind me of when Jose Bautista took the bomb from Rognit Odor, and uh, he just took it. You know, he took it. So- Stood up, didn't go down. Good on you. I just... Utter disbelief. And listen, I liked the the theory that it was a, like the work theory that it was a that it was a it was set up. That's the worst theory and so, worst take. There's there's, like, there's a million better ideas than that one. I know, but here's the thing: it got. Listen, going into this weekend, had you thought about the Oscars once? Had it been in? I'm your, not going to hear any theory that that wasn't a real has, thing. That has happened. it been in your? It has it been? Had you been talking to any of your friends about it? Have you? It was. The, it was. You know, that's what you the, need to, the, for the Oscars. And I have a million group chats with a million different people that had never mentioned the Oscars for years. Yeah, no, Sam, and it got a lot of attention. That doesn't make the your biggest, point good. Yeah, I, so you think it was think set that, up? No, I don't think that. But I will hear the conspiracy theories that it was set up. I will I've hear I've seen it. both those men act not for my whole life. Chance. That was not acting. I'll hear the theory. I believe it wasn't set up, but I will believe that I'll hear the theory. I will hear it. All right, let's skip past that terrible take. What? 
No, what? no, no, no. Oh, That's just... Hollywood would do something fabricated for more eye for more views. They're actors. You're gonna you, you're gonna you're gonna put your reputation on there. Ah. Will Smith. And Chris Rock's just going to live in the guy who takes it. and You tell me he's unhinged. You tell me that was a, a volcano ready to explode. Listen, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just presenting Man's another Man's crying theory. in his post, in his uh, you know, acceptance, 10-minute acceptance speech. If your theory well. is correct, Ricky Gervais should have had the crap beat out of him long before <laughs> Chris Rock. Long before. Uh, yeah, if we're doing a slappable power rankings. And his comment towards his wife... Was was unkind, out of line, classless, big time. Okay, talk to him at the but, bar after. But there is a level of acceptance when you have a Chris Rock up there or Ricky Gervais that you are just gonna get insulted. Somebody's going down. It's true, and there is a buffer zone that Chris Rock had. Yeah, that Will Smith completely crossed. Yeah, completely crossed. Wild. Insane that that happened. <laughs> he is. There is a level of acceptance. Whether you go to a roast, yeah, yeah. Whether you go watch these guys go, live, here we go. But you know, there is a bit there, of there, like he didn't nastiness. He didn't, again, unkind, cruel, whatever you want to say, classless, what tasteless. Yes, 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 yes. To the point where a man should be physically assaulted because yeah, he, of that. You can't hit people. Can't hit people. I, I will say, but I you saw... Can. But you can. But you can. <laughs> but you can. But maybe. I saw um, uh, someone say... <laughs> I will say that, like, it's a mean joke. It's a terrible joke. It's all that. But, like, given the well of jokes to draw on with Will and Jada, maybe they thought this was the safer line of questioning. Correct. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> okay. And he won't file any charges. No, he said he wasn't going to. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, yeah. No. Well, I guess you can hit someone. So is There's that just, standard that I can... He's not quite can a guy go, you can hit. Great line from... Uh, can I go slug you, Sammy, and just hope that you don't press charges, or will I get charged anyway? Kipper, if you slug me, I got a bad chance of coming at, coming to. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't really wanna, I don't really want that I don't to know. happen. Like, again. <laughs> you want to find out? Let me get a piece of content. Give me a slug. What movie is it? He's not quite a guy you can't hit. It's a Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon. Anyway. Again, uh, Chris Rock... Could yeah. easily file charges, probably take 50% of his uh, every future dollar that he'll ever make moving forward. Yeah. Well, I, it, it'd be wild if Chris Rock just takes the slap and they move on and nothing else happens. I think he's a little concussed today. He's probably, you know, once the adrenaline wears off going, I'm not real happy about that. You know, I kind of wish I went back at him. I don't. You know, there's got to be a part of him that's humiliated Going, himself well, right now because he got B-slapped I prob- by... I probably just should have swung on him or I something. Can, I mean, can you imagine they fought? Like, he, like his first instinct was to well, come back at him? Well, there's got to be a 90% chance when you slap a guy, you're going to get fought. Like, got to be. You know, that's a... Can, rare- you could not have handled it with more class than Chris Rock did. Fair. Uh, I'm telling you, he saved it. If he just Fair. said, I'm done, I'm out... What happens? What happens? Or like, like I said, he gets knocked out. in that room. How quiet it goes. It's just everybody's looking at each other and he's screaming at him. Yeah. Anyways, want to talk about hockey boys? Yeah. Yeah, we should. It's just, you know what? Do you want to talk about Canada going to the World oh, Cup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, or Kipper <laughs> setting a fire at Scotiabank <laughs> Arena. Okay, I took my mom. To the Raptors the, game. To the Raptors game. My mom's 80 years old. <laughs> a hockey mom from the moment I put on skates at yeah. seven. Spent my whole life with her. Never discussed the Raptors. Until the final 
where they won the championship. Yeah. And now I'm at the game, and she's telling me Nick Nurse doesn't smile enough. She can tell me which uh, players do their 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 <laughs> uh, their their uh, religious cross before every game. She's she loving Freddie. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and then the speaker catches on fire, and we're watching the whole section cl- clear out. We yeah. don't know why. Yeah. And then it's like I'm in the '90s all over again. My clothes started smelling like. Uh, like cigarette smoke and, <laughs> and I'm like what the hell is going on here <laughs> and then we saw what everybody else saw the the speaker was on yeah. fire and, and it stunk oh man did that's, you that's so, then, so then did they bring people back in like no. I don't know no they did it was just it was, that was it. gone 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 they just said uh, go home what was the mood amongst the the patrons sour Pissed. yeah I yeah can imagine yeah because it you're not getting your money back, eh? No, you are getting your money oh, back. Oh, you are? Oh, oh yeah? no, no. They got to refund oh, every man. ticket. Do you think so, MLSE will recover? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a, a $2 million hit. Oh, man. That's and a, you know what it is, I'm too. charging the speaker it's, company. It's just not the tickets. But you think about, like, the food and beverage that went to waste. Oh, yeah. And there, there were so many people... And this happens to me every once in a while for the Leaf game is that uh, I'll, I'll order dinner and they'll say it, it won't come in time for puck drop or tip off. You want to come back and after the first period. Oh, yeah. So you've you've gone, you've Ordered had drinks, your, you've yeah. had appetizers, you've got an open tab, and all those people just left. There was probably a lot of open tabs. Can, can I tell you something right now? Those people that work in the kitchen were so fired up. They're like, oh, I'm bringing home steak oh, tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm bringing yeah, yeah. home pizza oh, tonight. It's, it's all thrown br- out. Oh, yeah. the, well, a couple of French bulldogs yeah. were eating couple, pork yeah, roast. I was going to say, those, those <laughs> kitchen fellas, there's, there's something going home, I'll tell you right yeah. now. I, whether it's MLSE or anyone else that ho- owns a, a team, I mean, you've been through this already with empty se- e- seats. Yeah, you're just like, come and on, And now man. it's just another kick in the teeth. Yeah. But, uh, another slap in the face, They huh? came back, they won. Sammy, Raptors. Or Raptors won. Oh, I mean, it was they were going away. They were winning by thirty. So that's good. Raptors are fired up, and the Leafs. Your your team's uh, going to the World Cup after thirteen thousand three hundred forty three days of no World Cup. So congratulations. Thank you. Very upset that I couldn't be there yesterday. Obviously, I had to work. Oh, tough job. I had to go watch the Leafs and Panthers play. I know. Yeah. But. Uh, just really, really fired up, and I just respect the passion of that team. Everyone involved with Canada soccer is incredibly passionate from John Herman down. They care a lot. You can tell how much they, they play for each other. They just impress me. They're a really gritty, fun team to cheer for, and they I'm are. very and happy. Jamaica wanted nothing to do Poor, with those that guys, Those guys coming up here to play in minus 15 with nothing on the line against a team with everything to prove. Not a great spot for Jamaica. But, yeah, really happy yeah. for Canada. And this, really is, happy. this team is not just happy to be there. They could go and they could scare some countries. They could they could win a game or two, no doubt. Maybe get to the round of 16, maybe. Nice. Oof. All right, boys. We got to do some <laughs> we hockey. Got t- YouTube's we got fired. time for the Leafs now? YouTube's fired out. Oh, could you guys stick to the Leafs? No. Stick to the Leafs. Just do whatever we can't, want. Can't ignore the world. We're glad you're aboard. Yes. Sportsnet's YouTube channel. If you're Wherever you're downloading this podcast. And, of course... Sportsnet 590, the fan. Okay, Leafs weekend. Win one, lose one. Saturday night, the game that they should have won. Right, little, yeah. Little, but, hey, it's a, it's been a freaky weekend anyways. Right.
So uh, we'll start with their their win against a Florida team where many have suggested that uh, perhaps the Panthers were still hung over from a, a Thursday night party in Montreal. Uh, they don't come out with uh, any regulation wins against Ottawa or the Leafs. Mm-hmm. I don't think we saw the best of what they've had to offer throughout no. the regular season, but still, for the Leafs to come up big uh, and get some good goaltending and Tavares and a lot of good positives out of this game. Yeah, you can only play the team that's ahead of you, you know, and they, they gave a, a good effort last night. Florida, you know, didn't seem to have a ton of pop. Like, did you notice Claude Giroux? Was he, did he play? Like, I didn't... A lot of their stars, Huberto, not their best. Barkov. Yeah. You can, you can just tell they were probably off a little bit. Right. The biggest takeaway for me, if I were to list my <clears throat> takeaways from that hockey game, Peter Mrazek. That, I, that was the first hockey game that I've been like, Peter Mrazek played well and was a contributing factor to the win. That was the best he's played as a Toronto Maple Leaf last night. Um, you know, thought he was a little bit more controlled, made some big saves. He looked like a goaltender. Uh, and what does that mean for the Leafs? Like, is there enough runway for this guy to matter, to be a guy? Let's say he plays well from now till the end of April. Yeah. And Jack Campbell's terrible in game one or bad down the stretch. Do you ever feel like you could put him in? Yeah, that, I mean, you're... Just too many steps ahead? You're, you're if. <laughs> right? If ifs and buts were candies and nuts. Really, really big if here. Yeah. But and it starts the if. Of course it can. And we, uh, we assume... No word today, but Mrazek should start against the Boston Bruins tomorrow night. So there's another chance to kind of snowball what you're talking about. But it's still not an ideal uh, game plan, in my opinion, to no. to think that you can get Peter Mrazek going here in the next 19 games and get him ready for round one. That's, that's not where their focus is. No, but so- at least he's going to be ready to be a backup maybe like you put a couple of games together i'll be honest if he was terrible again you could easily convince me that shelgren is the better of the two and should be the guy going forward as the backup goaltender so how many starts this year do you think peter Morazic has against playoff teams can't be many what's he played 16 17 games there is usually putting him in against weaker opponents i imagine he's got four starts against playoff teams oh uh carolina florida last night minnesota and washington He's 4-0-0 with a 1.75 goals against average and a 9.31. So just percentage. put him up, up against the good teams and you'll be fine. <laughs> Is that what you're telling us? I'm just saying that he's a microcosm right. for the Leafs. He plays awesome against good teams and plays down to other teams. The cra- that don't make no sense. <laughs> the craziest part is we called this going into the weekend. You in particular, Sam, said I could see him sleeping through Montreal. Yeah, lose to Montreal. I was actually said they would lose Montreal win against Florida, and we'd be talking about Matthew's 50th goal today. But didn't get there. 48 now? Yep. The other thing you got to factor in is Jack Campbell is close here, guys. I hear Thursday night is a possibility against Winnipeg. Really? So the other part of the equation is, is what does this do once he gets uh, brought back? Where does the salary cap go? How much room you need to save for Muzzin? It could be a possibility that Mrazek still on paper goes down to the Marlies. I imagine that will be the case then. Like, I liked your idea that they would just call him back up on game days. If he practices with the Marlies or the Leafs, does it make much of a difference to him? Probably not. It's not ideal. No, it's not. And probably, again, uh, we've heard from Sheldon Keefe talk about this, that 
you know, it can bruise your ego and it's a tough pill to swallow, but at least he, he, he looked professional last night and, sure. and backstop and a win. Now waivers wise, because he's recently cleared, he's fine to go up and down. I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's a 30 day window before he has to re-clear. Yeah. Mm. So we'll keep an eye on that, but Jack's, Jack's coming back soon. If not this week, you, you know that, uh, It'll be probably another seven days, maybe at the most. You know what was different for Mrazek for me? He caught a couple pucks. Like a few things hit him and didn't end up right back in the middle of the slot. Mm-hmm. That's a good start. Yep. A little bit more controlled. Let's get Sheldon Keefe, uh, his comments on Mrazek, and we'll start to one of a few uh, Kippers Clippers. Shows that he's a battler. That he competes. He believes in himself. Uh, he was outstanding again tonight. Uh that's two in a row now. He's he's looked like the goalie that he is, you know, and that he has been through his career. So that's great. He's bounced back and responded well to adversity here. That is uh, just a terrific sign and, and uh, a testament to his character. Might be still too of a too small of a, a sample size for me to say that he's back or he is yeah. the goalie that you thought he was and. Blah, 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 blah. Sometimes the puck just hits you. They're, they're, they're trying to build him up. Like Sheldon's been known now for, for that. You know, he he's puts not, a lot of work in the media. He, he doesn't, uh, he isn't horrible for your confidence no. uh, as long as you're on the right side of that. And we'll get into Willie <laughs> Nylander a little later. But yeah. uh, he's pulling for him and he's, it's, it's hopeful comments. Needs him. So, yeah. I, I don't know. With Mrazek here, fellas. I really just feel like he has the perfect mentality. Like, we've talked about this. He just doesn't seem to care. Like, one way or the other. He comes out after a game, sounds the exact same that he does after they win. Like, he really doesn't go up and down in terms of emotions. So, if I there's a type of guy that I actually could... Market. And that could dig himself out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not going to beat himself up like, you know, Jack Campbell does or somebody else does. He just really doesn't seem to... Yeah. like. What do you think, Kep? You got a bad look at your face. Well, I just, I, I listen to you and it's, it's positive until you're making tea times. And then it's a bad thing yeah. that you should be more emotionally vested. Definitely. But I just think like if there's a guy that can dig himself out of the terrible hole that he's put in with his attitude, he seems to actually have a good attitude. We've talked about it a lot of times. I don't show. have an issue one way or another with his attitude i have an issue with how aggressive he is in that <laughs> it's, and it's how, his goaltending not his attitude that's an issue from day one the moment i heard them sign him it was like boys when he's on he's on but when he's off look out yeah and he's been off more than he's been on I guess if you're, he's got that ceiling to play well for stretches, you know, you go down 2-0 in a series and you got to go to a maybe, you, you know, you catch lightning in a bottle on a hot streak and he carries you through. But, yeah, I don't think he's suddenly a different person than the person we talked about in the first three quarters of the season, but good to see him going the right way. All right. Next well, on the list. You guys mentioned uh, in our uh, little pregame talk, uh, Tavares, two two goals and again was it uh was it one of those games that uh was it a breakthrough game for Tavares certainly uh it's nice to see two goals on on the sheet is it uh, enough to think like there's a chance that this second line now is coming on again 
Not when both goals are assisted by number 16, the the guy he wants to be playing with and isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Sheldon Keefe and see if uh, Sheldon can uh, do the same for John Tavares as he can Mrazek with right. his post-game comments. It was really good tonight in all facets of the game. Uh, but for him to find two pucks there right around the net, and he's as good as anyone in hockey below the hash marks uh, in the slot there. Uh, so for him to get those pucks there and make good on them was great. Um, two great plays by Mitch also. The first one, just to, 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 to deliver that puck there and get it to the net as a rebound, and then great vision to make that play and find him on the backside. So great plays by Mitch, great finishes by John. And, and it, like I said, he was great in all facets of the game today. So to get rewarded on, on the power play uh, was really good. It's nice that they... Like it's like a footnote mentioning Mitch Marner and yeah. his plays. Diana, the three assists. Right? Last he brought night. well. He brought up Mitch unprompted like three times last night. In yeah. turn with the Mikheyev goal, which we're going to play the clip on. He just he brought up Mitch and listen. Mitch was the catalyst of all of three really huge goals for the Leafs, and he was no, no. He's been the catalyst since like the last thirty games where he's led the league in scoring. Like yeah. since you know, since January fifteenth, he has 50, he has fifty three points. I think it was uh, I read today in the Athletic. I think Jonas Siegel wrote an article on on Mitch Marner, and it's it's the same thing. It's like okay, can can we give this guy some a credit here? He's kind of going on. It's almost like a given that he's just going to go and, yeah. and score two points a game, one point six. I don't know what his average is in the last thirty games, but it's just like it's it's almost like an afterthought here. Do you think so? How good? I don't know. I feel like he oh, no, he's, he's been buried by We talk about it every day. Austin. No, no. He gets buried by the, the chase for uh, 50 and 60 goals. I don't know. Look. That's true. Your post game. Yeah. Didn't mention Marner. No. No. You mentioned Mrazic. Mm-hmm. Tavares. Mm-hmm. Morgan Riley. Not even a mention. Just like here we did Mrazic. Right? Tavares. <laughs> Riley had three points as well. It's pretty good. And I... I, I I have always said this. I really believe, and last night's another example, yeah. Mitch Marner is the engine of this team. But I know. It's hard to get. I'm, hey, listen. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. We've talked about it before. We have. We've talk, but this is the thing that we talked about. He needs a good playoff this year to go into insane popularity. If the Leafs win a couple rounds, God forbid, go to Lord Stanley's final, and Mitch Marner is playing like he's playing right now. Yeah. He will be undeniably yes. and if he the most popular. He, he will be, be ripped. Correct. But that's, that's, I, mean, I would say that's, you know, the people will see him maybe as a microcosm of the Leafs and the regular season success and waiting for that to come through. But not, I, but not Matthews. He's not a microcosm. He's I don't not. know. I, I, what I, is that? I don't know. What, what is your thing with this? That you think like Matthews is like too hyped up? Like, have you been following the season? <laughs> I have, and I've. I just, I just. It's it's funny to me listening to Sheldon Keefe yeah. talk like Marner's just an afterthought. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I. I mean, I think it is assumed he is that good that it's like assumed he's going to play consistently well. You know, the the first portion of the season it didn't happen, and everyone then you hear about it. And then it gets back to where they expect him to, and it kind of goes away again. Anyway. I will say, on the on this note about Matthews, last night was the first game, I think, this season where I went, wow, he was bad. 
I thought he was really bad last night. I, I, I didn't want to do it on, on the broadcast because the Leafs beat Florida and didn't yeah. want to be a downer. But he passes that puck on the 2 on 0 to Marner, who's covered. He, I almost fell out of my chair when he did that. He had the turnover the night before to end the, the end the game, and he had another turnover similar late in the game against Florida. He was, I, I mean, last night, I, that's the worst uh, I've uh, seen him play in one game. You watched his empty net goal last night, and it's almost as if like he's probably just over-consumed by this chase. That's what I get yeah, out of watching him. I, but, I, but I've thought that he's been good mostly. Like, last night was a weird game for me for yeah. him. But I agree that, like, you know, definitely on your mind, you're firing at the net with 1.5 seconds. And, and I agree. Saturday night, it was just a a horrific play all the way around yeah. that led to the Byron uh, oh, game-winning goal. When he got his skates kicked out from under him? Yeah, well, did Byron's did foot you want did a his heel for sure. Of course I No, did. that's not a So that's I'm not a kid, I didn't think it, he definitely got his heel kicked out, but I didn't yeah. think it was a trip. I don't no, know if that makes was, sense. Oh, so you can just skate through him with your skate no, and knock you, him down you, at you, the you, most important you, part you, of the you ice? Can, you can if it's completely um, incidental contact. He, he hit him with a skate. The puck was on his stick. He falls down. Yeah. It goes down the other way. They go and they score the goal. I guess I saw no intention from Byron to do it. So? That, what is intention involved in tripping? You never, I mean, how many times do you? Yeah, in- that's, not a, that's not an NHL. We do not agree. That was a trip. Penalty. No, I mean, listen. No. I, no, it was a good non-call. Okay, well, Matthews and, never gets a penalty called on him, so why would he get one called on him there? Well, that's a good point, too. The best player in the reason. league with, with the puck in his stick in a crucial moment gets a skate kicked out from under him. There's no call. But to your point, <laughs> that's probably one of those plays where, you know, it's just a little bit too much. For Matthews. For just Matthews. keep her simple. And, you know, the one thing that never got mentioned Saturday night was Morgan Riley cheating on the play. So on the against Montreal. So Matthews has got two guys, including Byron, who Sammy wants suspended (laughs) for a a skate on skate. Kick him out of the league. And Morgan now on a 2-2 score is going to now slip down and skate into a pass for the game winning goal. Yeah. Which doesn't happen. And now it's a two or three on one. Yeah. You know, there was even moments last night where the score is 4-2, where I was like, you know, and you've talked about this season, where it's like, okay, de-pinching and aggressive and activating, great. Up 4-2 against the Panthers on, you know, let's just, eh, let's just get on the right side of the puck a little bit more. They, 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 does, they do seem to have trouble switching mindsets to protecting a lead. One guy. They play one way. One guy who... Uh, isn't shy about giving Mitch Marner credit. It was Tavares last night saying he's the best he's uh, ever played with, ever seen, which is great. And uh, we'll get Sheldon together. We'll get Sheldon yeah, Keith yeah. uh, his comments on uh, on John Tavares's night. We played it. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh my God. I know there's so much to talk about. We, we were... Six concussions. <laughs> Sorry about that. The, okay. the, we have the uh, Tavares line mate. We have Keithon Mikheyev and, you know, the element that he's added to his game, him getting bumped up the lines and getting to play on that second. Uh, okay, before we, before we go to Keith, um, I got a Kipper's clip. This is uh, uh, Mikheyev's agent uh, talking to uh, Mikheyev right after the game. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you. Danny. Show me the money. Danny. Show me the money. (laughs) That may be the Kipper's Clipper of the year right there. But the thing is, his agent really tweeted that. 
Yes, he did. His agent is no joke. And ben Milstein is saying like, it every game. God, Mikhail's getting, getting decidedly uncheap, isn't he? Oh, my gosh. And now he's figured out how to uh, get his hands to catch up to his feet. Yeah. Do you know this is so uh, Anthony Petrilli writes for Maple Leaf Hot Stove. He went back and watched all of Mikhail's goals throughout his Leafs career, and he has two on his backhand. Total. And it's the last two games. Of one, sorry, he had one other one he batted in this back end. But, like, this is a new little wrinkle to his uh, his arsenal. If he can add this move, and, boy, that'd be big for him and the Leafs. Should we, uh, should we get what Sheldon Keefe has to say on him? Let's do it. It's a big goal by Mickey. He's making good on these breakaways. So now this is a good development uh, for, for him and for us. Uh, so his confidence is high. Uh, another one today he uses his speed to take it across and go around the goaltender. Um, yeah, like I said, he looks looks real confident. Another big time play by Mitch to find him there coming late and Mickey's effort and speed to uh, he wins the race, beats Barkoff up the rink and and uh, gets into that spot. It's great. So Tavares with the two power play goals in a perfect world. You hope that one day they'll score even strength goals. Mm, boy, <laughs> hasn't right? been coming, man. One of these days, maybe. Guys, they're heavily outscored. That but second line. I, so it looked way you better. Beat with- Florida, best team in the East, mm-hmm. and you're still going into this week against the Boston Bruins with serious questions on your second line. And now, guys, I've said this all along. I never liked the fourth line. I didn't like it on the weekend. And I think that's another question mark. Your second line and your fourth line. Agreed. So would you do the whole, and we've talked about it before, but Rob Peter to pay Paul, would you want to take someone from the first line, put them on the second, take someone from the third line, put them on the fourth? I I would too. 100%. And it's really interesting that they're so reluctant to go away from these lines. I know the first and third line work, but the other two don't. Okay, before we get into the fourth line, let's just touch on uh, the second line outside of the power play goals, the Nylander-Tavares experiment. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with it? What do you do with Willie Nylander here? Because we, we, we heard a very short Sheldon Keefe after the game Saturday night regarding Willie. William said that the turning point was his not back-checking on the, the Samar goal. How, how frustrating is that to see that as a coach? And is that why you kind of jump the lines after a little bit? It's tough. It's tough. You know, it's, like I said, we, I mean, defensively, it's, I don't know if we can play much better than that, you know, uh, in terms of how we can how we control play, you know, how we control the neutral zone. Not a whole lot happening. And that's a tough one to give up, but to me, that was the third or fourth um, play like that for a while, and that's why I thought it was it was time. But obviously, it's things have been piling up for that line for a while, so it was overdue. Where are you at with him in general the last month or so? Like, are you satisfied? No, no, not close. So I'm not even going to answer the questions. I mean, I don't need to pile on Will here. He, he knows what he knows what makes him great, and he knows what he needs to get back to. I like that. 
Don't need to pile on. Don't have to beat it out of you uh, through the media. Really like that answer by Sheldon. Yeah, and you're right. It's it's about perfect because it doesn't excuse Willie, but at the same time, yeah, it doesn't really go at him. You know, I, I compared it uh, last night, the relationship. Like, I was with the Marlies when Willie and Sheldon were there and saw the start of this. That goes back to 2015. It's 2022. These guys have been together a long time. And I think Sheldon is kind of like... It's like you, you know, you have teenagers. I'm sure you can't yell at them all the time for everything. You kind of have to pick your spots. And it feels like Sheldon is trying to find his spots with Willie. And it just got to a point where it's like, okay, I need to give him another, you know, elbow in the ribs here. (laughs) Do we? I didn't hear that. Can you guys hold on for one second? Yeah, of course. Theo, get up off the floor, stop playing with a dog and go to school. Oh, yeah. What is that from? Oh, my God. What is that? <laughs> from a, that, a, a past morning show. That's That was my morning hits. Can I hear that one more time? Can you guys hold on for one second? Yeah, of course. Theo, get up off the floor, stop playing with a dog, and go to school. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Don't you guys have deleted or erased? Oh. Uh, that's, oh my! Uh, I used to do these hits with the. Uh, uh, I've been holding on to that since November. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one. I used to do hits and forget yeah. to take the garbage out, and I'd watch the truck out the oh. window, and I'd I'd go chase the garbage truck and still do my hit. <laughs> it's like the movie nobody it that was I watched the other just day. a. So there you go. That's I'm how you done. parent. Yes, at some point That's you, you have coach. to tell them we need you to get up your ass and go hit someone on the forecheck and turn a puck over, for the love of God. <laughs> Yes. The the only thing, uh, again, Sheldon, good good through the media, not rehashing everything, but yeah. he's he's short with them now, and he's like, this has gone on too long. With Willie or the yes, media? Yes, with Willie. Okay. And uh, it's gone on this long is because you've waited this long. Yeah. You think it should have been sooner? Oh, my God. It's three months. I know. It's been bad for a long time. Three months. So let me make the case from people who aren't on this show, because you, Sammy, and I feel the same about Willie, which is very, very good when he's engaged, frustrating because you know he's not engaged enough. I've had this conversation off the air with several people, and people are like, what do you want? He's got 60 points. He's going to finish the year with 30 goals and 70 points. You know, like, what, what do you want from yeah. this guy? That's what people are saying that aren't on yeah, this show. It, but it's wrong. It's just wrong. And if you want to look at the game sheet, that's fine. But it's, it's when you're not scoring and you don't influence the game mm-hmm. is when your team runs the risk of, of losing more often than you win and losing in the first round. Yeah, It's just not about the points. It's about the gaps between the points. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Ben Sherratt, like listen to him talk about beating the Leafs, you, you, you hit hard in game one, two, and three so they can pay off in five, six, and seven. Right. You wear your opponents down. You grind them. It's, it's the process. You want to just focus on your points and, and, and stats? Then you disrespect the process of trying to win. Mm-hmm. And that's where Willie has been lost for the last three months. And this is where... It has to be addressed. Yeah. And it should have been addressed a while ago. Whether it's being demoted to the third or fourth line or make him a healthy scratch. 
Like, mm-hmm. take him out of your lineup. I don't know. Does it embarrass Kyle? Does it embarrass Brandon Shannon? Does it embarrass No, he's Sheldon? in the middle of a contract. You could do so, it. You could do it, no problem. Do it. Well, what do you, where do you think he fits on the team? Because he has to fit. Because he doesn't fit on with, the second line. But it, it's how long do we have to keep watching it? It just doesn't work, boys. I got I got two things I want to say on Willie, the, and then I'll address I, your question. Well, I just have a, I have a stat here okay. from Luke Fox that he tweeted on the weekend. When John Tavares and William Nylander are on the ice together at even strength, the Maple Leafs have been outscored 45 to 36. When neither Tavares or Nylander are on the ice at even strength, the Maple Leafs are outscoring opponents 109 to 89. Yeah, two of them are a drag to their overall results when they're on the ice together. So... My two Willie things that I will say, I think he suffers uh, perception-wise because we talk about the big four, right? The big four stars that they have, that's the whole salary cap, that's the plan. The other guys make $12, $11, $11 million. Willie makes six nine. He makes seven. So he makes $4 million less. So it's really the big three, and Willie's the middle class, and then there's everyone else. So I think we put him up with those guys in terms of expectations. The other thing is that... I think the way he plays, because he's a little smoother, right? He's a great skater. Everything's very fluid. When he doesn't get points, when he's he gone, he's gone, right? It, it does. You can't really. It just looks like he's not caring or he's going through the motions because he's naturally smooth. If he's a bad skater, I think we'd be like, oh, he's going pretty hard. But he's just such a natural skater. I think that's hurts him too. Yeah, but, no, I. I don't care what he looks like skating. He's no. not competing. He doesn't fight for pucks. Remember at the start of the year, he was winning puck battles he was all over the ring. stripping people of pucks. And we were like, he's found it. This is the guy we wanted. Play, he's not a light kid either. He's, no, he's a strong, strong kid. He's, he's a strong, strong. kid. Strong. He, he, he needs to watch Pasternak and just say, can I just be 20% of that? 25% of that. Do you, but does he care like Pasternak? I, and I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think he doesn't know what to do. I think some nights he's just like, ah, what if the answer is no, he doesn't care. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he you cares. Go, he's going to score 30 and 70. He was he's, great in playoffs last year. I think in, you just go, He's been good in big games for the Leafs. Like he really you know, had. No, he had a good playoff run last year. His oh points per game God, are worse. I know, but I'm saying they're worse in the postseason than the regular season. We're playing it's now. A, it's now. Play, it's now a, what have you done for me lately now? It's, it's, a, it's not. A, yeah. It wasn't a playoff run. By the way, right? He games. he did. He had a good series, yeah. and actually, he scored in the first four games. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that he was incredible. I, like in he's ha- he's had he's had big games in the Leafs, in good games, in big games. I just it's, it hasn't been nearly good enough. And Keith, and you're watching. Like I watched the clip of him talking about Nylander for when I was recording it for the show, and you could just see it in his face when he's talking about it. Like he's just it's go. It's like he's trying not to say. He's short circuiting. He's like, what do I say? What do I don't say here? Like I'm trying not to bury the guy, but man. And then he turned one over last night. Like he was better last night playing on the third line. Just yeah. turned one over in the slot, led to a goal. It's just. Before we go to to break, Sammy, do you yeah. want to hear uh, Willie on being demoted? Do we yeah. want to hear that? Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a mistake there on the back check. Did a back check all the way on uh, Smart. I think that was a two-one goal. I think that's a, a big factor. I mean. We gotta, or I gotta be there to uh, to stop that and stop their momentum after they score that first goal. I think it's deeper than just that play. Well, and Sheldon said himself, he's like, it's not just that play. It's three or four times in the game. There's moments like that that don't cost you a goal, but they don't stand out because they didn't go in the net. So, all right, we got to go to break, or are we yeah. gonna? Yeah, we, we go didn't get break. into the fourth line either. No, we can get into. We that. got lots more to go. Lots to go here. Gord Stellick after the break, co-host of Leaf Nation, pre and post game, former Leaf GM. 
We'll have some thoughts on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born, show number 120. The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Habs tickets on April 9th is Evans. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good break. Let's catch our breath. Yeah. Take a deep breath. You know, we really did miss a chance to break down the Pennsylvania car crash video. Okay. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That that fella didn't now, die. We're not encouraging everybody no. on YouTube to uh, to ditch our show for the uh, that treacherous uh, car accident pile up on Highway I'll 81. Dro- I'll drop I'll drop the link in the chat. Oh, my gosh. That was something we've seen. A lot more than the 18-wheeler Brian Burke was talking about with the Leafs. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That's for sure. Justin Hall got belted a few times last night. Also not a great game, Justin Hall. I thought that was a – he's been good for a He took a a hit to make the play on the Marner to McKayev goal uh, through the middle, but he did. He got hit hard a lot last night. Well, let's bring in uh, Stelectricity. Gord Stella, co-host of Leaf Nation, uh, joins us now. And – Gordo, you want to pick up on that? Uh, your overall thoughts of uh, the weekend and Chris Rock? I don't know. <laughs> I was, uh, well, I, I didn't know if Sam had a if it, Sam. If you got a pool going May seventeenth, four thirty p.m., that's when Justin finally loses it and slaps Kipper. Okay, okay. So uh, put that down. I know if I cool. slap Kipper, it's not ending the same way with him just taking it and carrying on with the show. I know there's a different outcome there. Oh, if anything wasn't on TV, there'd be a different ending anyway. I'll, uh, yeah, that, that, that was certainly to uh, finish up hockey and, and catch up on that. I mean, so many different things that happened. And uh, first, uh, enjoy, always enjoy listening. Uh, Kipper's morning show memories, Justin. You never knew what was going on in the Kipper household. He was, one time I think he tried connecting on his Sports Illustrated football telephone because his cell phone was down. So, you know, the one you get free for yeah. a subscription. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not dating ourselves, but it was you, Landry. Like, what was uh, yeah, the Jeff garbage Sam- truck? You remember the garbage truck? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, and then Jeff Salmon and Don Landry would call you, and you, you and you, uh, you and your wife would do uh, a parody sometimes on things about like how big my head was, and uh, I don't know all that stuff. And she was yeah, you know, great. <laughs> I, so. I once forgot to hang up the phone off my interview, oh, that's right. and yeah. they they. They stayed on it and listened to our conversation. That's terrible, yes. Gord. Who was yes, your producer? That, that was uh, no a little, and of course Anne Marie, and, and and so then they did fake ones after that. They were so anyway. <laughs> it was uh, it was all in fun and uh, and and just you know picking up like you know last night. There's one play. Uh, okay, Justin Hall also the referees. Man, they they they. I mean, the guys try to skate back to the pedal to the players' bench after one penalty. It gets that 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 phantom interference call. But William Nylander made a play last night, and we all know what happened. That you know, and you guys were talking about it. Sheldon Keefe mentioned it publicly, holding it, mentioned it publicly, and there's that obvious goal Saturday. Just a little pay the price a little bit more defensively, and it's a simple you know one where you should be on the player. And here he gets demoted whatever the word may be. Demoted's a good word, though. And he makes that play where he cuts right across in front of his net with the puck last night. Now, he got away with it. It's like telling your kid, telling Theo, instead of playing, don't walk through the wet paint, don't walk through the wet paint. 
Well, he walked through the wet paint, and for some reason, there's there's no stain on it. There's no footprints. Like like he he got away with it last night. So I mean, it's just funny. That's that's William Nylander's DNA, and a lot of reason. That's a reason for William Nylander's success. Uh, but also, it's whatever year number. There's that frustration you talk about. And it's different than the Jake DeBrus situation. You know, in Boston, William Nylander's a, a better player than Jake DeBrusque. But in some ways, what happened there, you know. Um, maybe isn't a bad idea to look at, as you guys mentioned, emulating to some degree. Yeah, the, it was interesting. He makes that play at the start of the second period. He only played three minutes roughly in the first, and then he played seven or something after that turnover. So we talk about accountability, and I was like, wait, he's just back in the good books. It doesn't seem to matter. What did you think of uh, Mikheyev getting a, a look on the second line? Um, is that something they might do more permanently, you think? I liked it. Yep. I liked it. You know, and um, uh, and, and again, Sheldon Keith can't look forward about contract years, but you still have Nylander at, at not a bad amount. It's actually not a bad contract. Now, you're probably going to lose McKay because you can't qualify him. I don't know, unless there's something else they can work out. But that's not what Sheldon Keith is thinking about uh, on the bench. And this is exactly, Justin, what they need. They need that other player. I mean, I, I use Gary Roberts, Darcy Tucker. I've used Gary Volk even, just that Gary Volk had a strong playoff that one year way back when. Like, these, it's okay. The big line hasn't done it the last couple of years, but nobody else have you been... Actually, Nylander's had as good a playoff as anybody, but nobody else have you said, geez, yeah, but so-and-so came up. And, you know, Kippy, your, your Ranger team's a great example about that, that it wasn't always Mark Messier. You needed him, but it was someone else that did it. And I just... McKayev... He he no longer is the guy that misses all those breakaways all the time. You know he's a, he's a guy now putting him in, and you could just see that kind of confidence. So Justin, I I think I think everything's on the table. I I think it's not like you're just gonna you know draw draw a lineup from a hat or anything like that. But you've got you've got this comfort zone that you can try all these things out and be absolutely sure of what you can you feel you can deploy successfully and can't when it comes playoffs. When I'm talking about Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, you're right. No Stanley Cup in New York without Stefan Matteau and two double overtime yeah. goals. So that's your Engvall. That's your yes. McKayev. Sure. Right there Absolutely. in a nutshell. Um, you know, last night watching, uh, again, the telecast, I think, uh, Justin, it was you that said that uh, uh, Tavares took a hit off of Robert Hag. Yeah. That uh, maybe kind of shook him up a little bit or a little bit of a wake-up call to get him going. Uh, is is that the way you see it, Gord, or would there would that have been another instance where you know you're hoping there's a a, a Will Smith in the lineup? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like the feistiness, you know. Last night, even though they lost, I mean that Florida team is impressive. Uh, you know, you look at you, you know uh, Lomberg went after Wayne Simmons the first shifts. He's got his all his family there and that you know. And I I like that they're feisty, physical. And they have depth because that's exactly what the, May, uh, the Maple Leafs need to have as an opponent to prepare them for the playoffs. So, I, I you know, John Tavares, and we've talked about it a few times, Kipper and, and, and Justin, is like he's the sacred cow that, and, and deservedly so, that you don't you don't criticize, but because of the decision he made to come over, and, and but yet that one-two punch that wasn't happening and everyone had to be accountable. And is he just snake bit and not getting the offense? Cause he's not the flashy skater. He does all those other things. Great. And he's such a great competitor and, and uh, does, you know, all, all the greasy area, all those kind of things, but it wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening for him and for that line. So if it takes getting hit and he's, you know, he, he's had a little more, a little bit more edge as well. Cause he is like a lady Bing trophy, the way he respects officials and, you know, 
handles things. And so I've liked it that he's got a little bit ornery. And, you know, I don't know, does that make the difference that he puts a couple in? One's a great pass from Mitch Marner on the power play. That was the, the highlight reel assist. But, you know, maybe this just might get him going. Maybe that, you know, whatever it is, like like every other player that you get a couple of breaks and all of a sudden you get somewhere close to what he was doing when he scored those 47 goals, which so many of them, so many of them were with Mitch Marner. But there's only mm-hmm. one Mitch Marner to go around. Gord, we're uh, delighted to have you because we didn't get through near all of our Leafs topics today because we spent uh, 20 minutes talking about the Raptors, the World Cup, Will Smith. So uh, (laughs) we haven't talked about Mark Giordano at all yet, who, you know, he's looked really solid. I think he's done great for Timothy Lilligren's game. Um, But Gio last night, he's out there in the dying minutes of the game. Like, this guy has immediately become a pretty important part of, uh, of that back end, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and you can't make a you can't make a decision after a few games like, you know, but it, there's two guys last year. Now, Nick Foligno, the fact he had a quarantine and then 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 never was healthy. He never was a fit. Like, you know, you were just saying, oh, yeah, well, he's good. No, he just never was was a fit in this brief time here. Uh, David Clarkson, the first time he hit the ice, I said, who is this guy? This isn't the guy I saw play for New Jersey. You know, mm-hmm. he'd had that 10-game suspension that, you know, whatever. So just getting off on the wrong foot quite often, and particularly in a, in a short-term trade deadline deal, can be problematic. So I've loved his steadiness, you know, particularly with Sandine being, you know, hurt as well that they needed him. And I, I, I you're 100%. Like, he's just the kind of guy you, – you, you knew when I, – I, I think I was mentioning to you guys when the Seattle Kraken were in town, I never saw more friends and family waiting for an individual or a peer. And anyway, that's all I could see from doing the postgame show than Giordano. All those 55 Seattle Kraken jerseys, and he was getting selfies taken with all these people. And so, you know, he loves being here. It's his hometown. The The guys won the Norse Trophy. He's a veteran, and he's smart. And yeah, and he's helped them. He's helped them. There's uh, there's that there's that instant understanding. And I've liked Labushkin as well. You know, I've, there, he's he is meat and potatoes, and we made the Roman Polak-type comparison. Mark Giordano's at a, at a different level, and, and and they needed that kind of player. That was a great pickup. It, stability. I, I think the one thing that I've I've watched this team from day one is that when they're when they're going, I, I've said that they're one of the best forechecking teams in the league, and I, I think that that's true. Uh, when you when you look at, uh, I think from game one to now a little over uh, 60, 60 games, um, but there is a tendency to play too fast. And it's it's just about the timing of the game. It's not something you can definitely get there too early. And I think that's been the case for, for a lot of these teams. But, you know, Gio and Labushkin now have that calming influence where they can actually slow things down for these guys. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a great point because you think speed, speed kills. And it's funny, Matt Martin's another guy that never really found a fit here. And one thing on, his fourth line was too fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just, they needed his toughness and the other things that he's done so successfully with the Islanders uh, twice. And it was almost like, it, it was which was great offensively because we saw that, we saw that Saturday night in Montreal when they were in the Montreal zone. Oh, my goodness. Killing it. Great goaltending. But, yes, on the other side, when they came back, it's that whole defensive and that defensive style, that buy-in as a team. And that maybe they don't maybe they don't fully have the buy-in, but maybe to your point, Kippy, the understanding about someone that can just as fast as you were in the other team's offensive zone, we're going to be able to slow it down a bit as they come our way. Yeah, that's, that'd be a good thing. Speaking of slowing it down, you know, we are kicking around this whole fourth line thing, Spezza and Simmons, I mean – 
neither guy has been productive in some time this season. And it's hard to see a world in the playoffs where they're going to be productive. Putting Blackwell with them has not helped. I've liked Blackwell fine, but they still, uh, I don't know, they're not overly inspiring. You know, what, what are your thoughts on what to do with the fourth line? Like, is there a way to make this a contributing unit to the Leafs? Yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a tough one because so much respect for those two individuals that, for and, sure. and des- deservedly so. Uh, but it, you, you know, you, and you saw they were really hemmed in by the Florida Florida fourth line. I, I mean, maybe it's something as well when you hit the playoffs that they they've got their their mojo back or what have you. But this, and but this is exactly the kind of thing that Sheldon Keefe is looking at about the different ingredients there. Like, I mean, Kyle Clifford is such a bonehead play on that one play the other game, but still he's an ingredient. Nick Robertson there. They're all ingredients, and, you know, I, I, I keep going back to the when the Blues went all the way, they had 12 forward spots but 15 different forwards, and, and there seemed to be Craig Bruby had an ability to kind of put a Wayne Simmons type in for a game or two, the right game, you know, when they needed that, or and a Nick Robertson in for a game or two. I mean, that's the way I see it. There's There's no... Like last year with Joe Thornton, they got kind of stuck. So they, they, you know, out of his respect for him, I w- I don't know how many promises were made, but certainly an understanding was made. And and you got, you know, you got trapped about playing him more than you should have, giving him more power to power play time that really he wasn't up to. And I think it's understood that's not going to happen now. Uh, I'm I'm big on both these guys, like like Spatsa too. But the way he's filled in when things have gone a little bit of south, we always think of him dropping the gloves uh, in the Columbus series. But I mean, we, you can only you can that's that that's a memory you can't use that as why why you would play him more in 2022 but uh and and Simmons there's that there's that physicality park but yes in both cases there's shortcomings there's no there's no doubt about it and, and uh maybe in the playoffs their experience eradicates some of those shortcomings for them smarts and that but it certainly is something you got to be aware of and you can't uh, there's there's no such thing as noses being out of joint the Florida Panthers, did they push hard enough that you could definitely think that that last night, uh, that win was maybe a, a signature kind of win for the Leafs? Or do you have to wait to see if it's followed up against the Boston Bruins tomorrow night? You know, you know, Kippy, like you've played in Toronto and New York. And, and New York, it's intense, but not like Toronto. And, and that's what's great about Toronto. So it's one... 82nd of a season and you can't get too high and you can't get too low and you got to just ignore the white noise which includes us but also appreciate the white noise because that's why you have the highest ticket prices in the league and that's why you get your butt kissed if you win one playoff <laughs> round and you know you know oh, you, you know it's phenomenal you do you do get recognized places but anyway so so beyond all that I so I, I thought I wasn't saying you had to do a statement game after Montreal they hadn't played these guys in two years. Like when COVID hit two years ago, they were battling this team, and mostly fans didn't even realize that. When you divided your season tickets up, if you're part of a cartel at the start of the year, the Panther games went last, even that year. You know, people just, and then all of a sudden you're saying, no, you know what, this Panther team, they're going to be a reality. And then COVID hit, and you didn't get those games. And here two years later, you're finally getting what, you know, could could be the uh, could be the best two teams, uh, best two young teams in the Atlantic Division. This could be the best rivalry moving forward for the next three four years. So I just take it as one game. I'm really thinking Kippy and Justin, the Calgary Flames in the West and Florida in the East. Like Florida is the least of three years ago. But maybe are they going to seize the window of opportunity now? Like, I don't know. Like, do they get on that St. Louis Blues juggernaut that all of a sudden now, and same with Calgary in the West? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. The, um, the one thing we know with this Leafs team uh, is that 
Nothing matters if they don't get goaltending coming up, and they got a performance from Peter Mrazek last night that made you raise your eyebrows a bit. Do, do you have any hope this guy could find a form that could make him usable again? Well, Justin, I'm just at the age now where I clip my eyebrows. But anyway, yeah, I think that's <laughs> okay. uh, that's fair. I, uh, I with hedge clippers, pruning <laughs> shears. Why would I get? Why would I throw Kippy a softball like that? Uh, why no. would I do that? Why would I do that? Uh, it. Uh, how, okay, three stars, who cares? But how could he not be one of the three stars? Like, like seriously. Was he not? Like, no. Oh, Did like, you pick him last night? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, a thinking, for all three. Like, like as if he thinks he's having a hard time fitting in in Toronto. Then they, then they kind of grind him on it last night when he was far and away Tough. one of the three stars. So he didn't get to hug Carlton the Bear. So uh, he'll get on with it. Uh, yeah, goaltending, goal, like, like, like I, I was talking about it earlier that Peter Morazic is your reality. It's it's your kid's teacher that the kid is struggling with, and you can't get a change, and then you hope it gets figured out. That the kid, you know, they work it out. The, the teacher's more sensitive to the kid. The kid uh, understands things more, gets it, works harder, and pulls off like uh, what Kippy and I were happy with a C plus. Probably you, Justin, would be a B plus. But anyway, and <laughs> no, we move no. on. And that that's he he may be your guy. Like I don't like hearing Jack. Like last last year, Freddie got never got enough time to get healthy and get enough games in. And I I know they say Jack's around the corner. I don't. But anyway, uh, yeah. And right now, uh, of those Atlantic Division teams, the Maple Leafs have the most up in the air goaltending, and that is a worry. But when the pucks drop, game number eighty three, it just takes one of them to get hot. One more for you, Gord. Before we let you go, are are you as petrified? As our Sammy McKee is to uh, a Boston Bruin, Toronto Maple Leaf first round. Okay, like, have you not learned about Sam? Was he not the guy? Hey, remember that, Justin, when I was filling in and Sammy had, what was he going to give Campbell six years at $26 million a year or something? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Remember that's that? Enough. You got to sign yeah. him now. Yeah, yeah. He gets so, no. Yeah, hey, hey, it was it was set up. It was set up the last two years. Leaf fans go, oh, this is the best playoff opponent you can get. No. When you start thinking that way, that's what that's when you get kicked in the butt. So I don't care. Bring it on, whoever it is, and just go out and beat them. And if you beat them, who knows? Like, the shackles are off, and maybe maybe the Toronto Maple Police become what I just described, the Florida Panthers and Calgary Flames, that all of a sudden with that huge sigh of relief that they go on the roll. So I don't care. Whoever you play, bring it on. Don't think about it. Heavy eyebrows. Shaved back, you do it all for us, Gord. <laughs> well, I can't reach my back anymore, but I'll take your word for it. I think it seems pretty smooth in the mirror. So, <laughs> thanks, Gord. Appreciate see your you, time, man. Gord. Okay, see you, Justin. See you, Kippy. Gord Stella, co-host of Leaf Nation, pre and post game with the, Sammy McKee. He, he's right. It doesn't matter. The, no, the he's, Leafs' record. What well, does matter? And the Bruins' record. Lose. <laughs> wow. I mean, they could lose to any of these teams, but it would hurt more. With the Bruins? Yes. Yeah. Come on, Sammy. Leafs in Boston, the record, 65 games played each, 41 wins, 19 losses, 5 ties, 87 points. Dead even. Dead heat through 65 games. Leafs have two more regulation wins, so if they tie, the Leafs will uh, be seated ahead of the Bruins. But it's tight. Boy. Sammy, who won... uh... Do you remember the guy's name that won our our, our tickets to uh, Montreal? And you called it. Yeah, we said. owe Robbie a pint or something. And the worst part is, I, I watched the uh, the game on Saturday night with the uh, shirtless wonder JD Bunkus, and we were discussing the um, the feeling of being in that building and how I don't even know it's too soon. Even if you beat them, right? 
Like, we sent a guy, there was a contest, it's great, but even if you're a Leaf fan in that building, you're expecting, you. they're expecting you to win. You know, the fan, the Habs fans are going into that game expecting to lose, right? And then they get the unexpected win, plus they have the playoff stuff over you. It's a bad Saturday night in La Belle Provence for a Leaf fan. Allen was good, though. Who's that, Allen? Jake, Jake Allen. Allen. Oh, Jake Allen was very good, yeah. They hit him in the chest a lot. Like how many Just how many ten bellers did he? The one ten beller that he had on on Marner with the stick yeah. sort of paddle or uh, blocker combo was great. But I really thought they didn't have a ton of really good chances. I, I mean, just hit they him in the fifty shots, Sammy. Yeah. you said yourself, you're not going to pretend like the Leafs they played, didn't. They played kick awesome. their butt all night. They played yeah. awesome, and then a blatant trip that led to the the go ahead goal, and away you went. Do you want to give away tickets now, or are we done? No, we buddy, we're never done. All we do is give away tickets all on right. the show. Let so. Rip. Uh, this is for, we're giving away tickets to the April 9th game against the aforementioned Montreal Canadiens. All you got to do is download Friday, Monday, and Tuesday episodes of Real Kipper and Born and listen for the different code words that have been placed in the podcast. Then text each code word to 590-590 and you'll be entered for a chance to win. Each code word counts as an entry and the winner will be selected on Wednesday, boys. And if you go to that game and the Leafs lose, you don't have to sit in a train on the way home. No, you can do, well, maybe the subway. Yeah. The TTC. <laughs> Right.